Welcome to the pilot episode of Min Ed Soda. I am Kip Link, one of a, a principal leadership support team member here in Minnesota, and I am joined by one of my good friends and colleagues, Dr. Todd Van Erp. Welcome to our pilot episode, Todd. Hey, this is, I'm so excited about this, Kip. I cannot believe that we're actually recording this. We've been talking about this. We've talked about it a long time ago, and now we're actually like hitting the button on record. We've been talking about this like um, with a lot more intention the last couple of weeks. So uh, with every passing day, I've been super excited about getting this going. So welcome, everyone. Here we go. Yeah, so for our pilot episode, it's just Todd and I, but in the future, we hope to bring on some guests from uh, Minnesota Educator uh, leadership positions, uh, not just leadership positions, but also teachers, other people that may be having an impact in Minnesota in terms of education and uh, making a difference in kids' lives. So it could be uh, teachers, principals, superintendents, uh, people that provide professional development, professors from uh, some of our colleges that are doing a lot of great work with our uh, educators, both publicly and privately here in Minnesota. So as we set, set out on this, Todd, you know, what are kind of some of your hopes and dreams as we get going? Well, that's kind of the passion that has brought me to be thinking about this. And when I shared this idea with Kip, um, we just, we both feel like there's so many awesome stories about great things that are going on in Minnesota schools um, and those that support schools. And we're not, we're talking about all different stripes of schools here that we just felt like we wanted to get the news out to everybody in a podcast format, something that we've both been interested in doing for quite some time, so we can get this out to people outside of our, like our little circle and let them know about the amazing things that are going on. So that's why I'm super thrilled about this. Um, there's just so much good stuff going on out there that people need to know about and that we can all learn from, so. That's that's how we got to this point. And I, I think, you know, if with a weekly podcast, we're just going to touch like a little itty bitty tip of the iceberg of the great stories that that are in our state that pertain to education. Yeah. And with the with our current jobs, Todd and I are both members of that principal leadership support team here in Minnesota that's supported through uh, the Minnesota Department of Education, through many of our service cooperatives and the Minnesota Regional Centers of Excellence. And so for our job, we are spending all of our time with school leaders in Minnesota uh, and we get to hear some of those amazing stories. And it's awesome uh, what we get to hear and learn about. And we're just trying to find a platform to get some of those stories out to an audience larger than just what it is regionally within their service cooperative area or their regional centers of excellence area. And uh, so the hope is, like I said, we just, we just have conversations with leaders, not necessarily an interview style, but just inviting in some of our amazing educators in Minnesota and let them share their story and hopefully inspire others. Yeah. So Kip, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in education, where did you? Where were you at? How did you get to this position that you're in right now? Sure, I was a, a uh, excuse me, I was a, a teacher for nine years, um, 
cross between uh, one year as a sixth grade contained classroom teacher. And then I spent eight years as a middle school fifth grade teacher. Uh, we kind of had a modified middle school schedule. We had a schedule that set up that we had a homeroom that we had for communications or English language arts, which was a, a longer block or a double block. And then we also had all of those same students back at some time throughout the day in whatever uh, specialty area we had, math, science, social studies. So nine years as a, a teacher. And then I became an elementary principal um, in the Bold School District, Bird Island, Olivia Lake Lillian. Uh, I spent five years there. One of those years, I was actually the K-12 principal just due to a very last minute resignation and changes that occurred. Um, and then I moved on into the metro area for two years um, at Eden Lake Elementary in Eden Prairie, and then transitioned to um, the Sartell School District just outside of St. Cloud. And I was there for five years as a K-4 principal before uh, spending now the last two years as a principal leadership support uh, team member, providing professional development, mentoring, coaching uh, for school leaders across the southern third of Minnesota. So that's me. How about you, Todd? Well, actually, education is my second career. I started out as a funeral director in my in my my first work life, and after working in the funeral business for about a year, I had done some teaching uh, for a religious ed program in the community that I was living, and I just fell in love with it and decided to go back to school. Got my my science education degree, and I was a 7 through 12, uh, grade 7 through 12 science teacher. I taught everything except chemistry and physics. Uh, I did that for 12 years, absolutely loved it. And then um, I got into school administration. I did that for 11 years, which I loved. And now, uh, just like Kip, this is my second year in the Western Lakes RCE in, uh, in the um, with Lakes Country Service Cooperative in Fergus Falls. So I serve the principals and schools in that nine county area in the western part of the state. So that's all I got here. And uh, to each other, we're, we're not quite affectionately known yet, but we're the doctor and the duffer. Todd being the doctor, he does have his, his doctorate degree. And I love to spend my extra time out on the golf course. So uh, if you hear us poking fun at each other, it is all in, in in good fun. So we got the doctor and the duffer here on Min Ed Soda podcast. Yeah, and I could probably be accused of being a duffer once in a while too. The the few times that I get out in the summer, um, I think the golf course kind of they cringe when they see me coming on because they know they're going to have to replace some sod by the time I leave. So it's good to be here. <laughs> It is fun to be here. Yeah. So, so go ahead. You, so, I know you have a, an ethical yeah. dilemma that uh, you were presented with. And so let's yeah, go ahead and, and tackle that today. And earlier, Kip, you talked about, you know, we will, for our podcast, we're planning to have guests on and we'll be talking about certain topics that come up. And I wanted to toss this one out to you today, Kip, because this is a situation that just came up recently with one of the school leaders that I work with is you know both both kip and i have been involved in athletics uh throughout the course of our educational careers and you know high school college whatnot and being in the world that we're living in today with covid19 
once, uh, and I've, I've heard this from more than one school leader, but this one in particular said that he's had um, one of his athletes come to him and say, you know, I want to, I want to go back to distance learning. Their school is currently in person with everyone. I want to go back to distance learning because I don't want to risk getting put on quarantine from somebody at school or somebody outside of my sports team. So I want to try to control that situation as much as I can because this individual on their team have a really good chance of going deep into the, the postseason playoffs and are concerned they don't want to be put on quarantine and basically your season's over then. So um, I wanted to bring this question to you, Kip, because as a school leader, um, you know, what do you do with that situation? Because right now, th this particular school, they had a distance learning academy, which if students earlier in the year, if students didn't want to be in school, they could opt for the distance learning academy. There's, you know, there, there are only a few students left in this distance learning academy because everyone else has come back to school. And teachers really want kids to be in school. So now this school leader has a situation. How would you, what kind of questions would you ask? What kind of coaching would you provide that school leader? Um, I'm just interested to hear what you think about that situation. Well, ultimately, you know, this it, on the surface, does, this doesn't sound like an equity issue, but I think if we dug down a little bit that there, there is some equity issues here. Um, I, one of the resources that you and I have access to, and actually all Minnesota educators do if they headed to the MDE website, but, um, and the Regional Centers of Excellence, we've got an equity magnifier. Yeah, you're holding yours up. I've got mine here too. Um, that's got some great questions on it. Another one that I, I use is just uh, the ultimate cheat sheet for critical thinking. And, uh, and on it, it has just a series of questions and that you can ask yourself that's who, what, where, when, why, and how types of questions. And so starting to think about like who, who benefits from this, who's potentially harmed by this? Um, is there another perspective we should be looking at? Um, you know, and just kind of digging deeper into some of these questions about what this would look like and, and what's the impact, not only on this student athlete, but on the rest of the environment as well. And, one and of I, the think, I think, I'm uh, sorry, I just oh, cut you out there, but I, I have to jump in with this question because, you know, one of the concerns that was brought up by the school leader is that there is a perception within the community and among staff that athletes get preferential treatment. And I was thinking, you know, what would we do in a situation where a student asked to, you know, quarantine themselves because of a situation with a family member at home. Would we treat that differently than we would with an athletic situation? How, you know, tell me more about what you think about that. Well, you're absolutely right. Like we all have come into uh, situations in the last year where um, we've come across where a family has uh, somebody that's at risk for some reason, whether it's because of uh, their age, their grandma and grandpa might live at their house with them. Uh, they might have a sibling that has a, a major condition, whatever it happens to be. And so our school is making adjustments for these already. And, and I, I would go back to, 
there's already a system in place at this school for distance learners. This athlete is not asking for the school to do something that it's not already doing for other students. You know, if, if that athlete was coming and saying, hey, I want you to do this just for me, then I could see where maybe we're talking about catering to student athletes. But at this point, we're talking about just catering to students and their individual needs. You know, it's the each student every day mentality of that we're considering each student's situation and we're helping provide what they need every day. Now, again, I don't have all the nuts and the bolts of this situation. Um, and so it could be that maybe this doesn't work, but I would just start taking myself through a whole series of questions. And really the big question that, and the leaders that I've been working with lately um, have probably heard me ask this question over and over, but it becomes really kind of the heart of equity issues um, is who's harmed by this? And if, if the answer is no one, or it's very minimalized, then do we start talking about how do we make this happen? And then, like I said, in this case, it sounds as if, you know, there's already a process in place for distance learners that they already have this distance learning academy. It, the student athlete doesn't seem to be asking for something that other students don't already have access to. Um, and so I think that becomes kind of the heart of the conversation is what does that look like logistically um, and and why would we not do it? Uh, what is the rationale for not providing that opportunity for this particular student? And whether it's student athlete, it's just a student that is now worried about contracting COVID or having to quarantine. It's mm -hmm. a very real fear and situation for this student. Um, and Another thing that I was thinking of as you were talking about, um, you know, what if other students, other athletes who are getting close to their postseasons, if they hear that this is an option and more student athletes choose this, is that necessarily the worst thing to do? Because I, I, I think about this, Skip. I think about we like to think that school is all about the academic experience, which that is a huge piece of it. Activities are also a huge piece of that experience. I know as a kid, I probably wouldn't have kept going to school if I wouldn't have been able to play sports in high school. So if that is as important to a student as the academics are, and other students wanted to make this decision, I think you would apply the same type of questioning questions that you know, it, who does this affect? Um, if students are willing to do this, why would we hold them back from it? Um, and I also understand that there are some ad other administrative pieces that go along with this decision. I, I'm gonna skip to another thought that I was having too, Kip. I just looked up the ultimate cheat sheet for critical thinking and I, I'm glad you shared that because I wasn't aware of that. Um, that's, uh, I think that's put out by Global Digital Citizen Foundation. So if you are looking for another resource in making those decisions, that looks like a pretty nice resource. Um, the last thing that I was going to say about this, that as you were talking, really made me think about as school leaders, as teachers, it's okay for us to slow down to make big decisions like this. 
we don't have to make a decision on the spot. We can go through a process of asking questions like what you outlined and think through what is the best way forward in this situation. So and, thank and you can for I, helping trigger I wanna, that in my own head. I was gonna say, and I wanna add to that. And I just heard it yesterday and I don't remember where I heard it. So I'm not gonna be able to give the proper credit and I'm sorry for that. But it was a line about if, if we want to go quickly, we go it alone. Mm -hmm. But if we want to go far, we go together, right? Or something along those lines. And yep. these are not situations to make those decisions in isolation. You got to be having conversations with uh, other, you know, the teachers that may be involved in trying to make this happen. And, and you know, one of the things I'd like to point out is this student athlete isn't being, isn't, didn't ask to be held less accountable or to do less, right? Like they just were looking at how can I, put myself in a safer situation where I limit my contacts throughout this next period of time because I'm trying to look out for my health and my well-being, right? And and you said, you know, academics are extremely important and activities are extremely important, but ultimately what that all boils down to is this student's social emotional health. And is there a way that we can pull it all in and together? And certainly can't give say here's what I would do in terms of making that decision but I would do as you said slow down invoke a process with lots of questions involving stakeholders and really trying to figure out you know is there someone that is harmed by this and that someone could be a teacher right like in the amount of time that they have to give and just trying to figure out how can we balance all that out Well, uh, thanks for helping me think through that little uh, situation that was presented to me earlier today. So, um, I don't know, Kip, I, I talked with a school leader who both of us know from uh, some previous work, and I did warn this school leader that they may be getting a call from one of us to be an upcoming guest on our podcast. So, um, if you, you know, for those of you that are listening to this for the first time, if your phone rings or you get an email from us, please don't run and hide. Uh, we, we're going to be reaching out to people to see if they are willing to have conversations with us in our upcoming podcast. So um, I will just, I will thank everyone in advance for being open to that. So, hey, well, because this is a podcast and we're probably going to be reaching most of our people through like Twitter uh, right now. How do people get a hold of you through Twitter, Todd? Well, my Twitter handle is um, Principal Learner, and uh, I, it's it's not spelled out as Principal. I believe it's P R I N C P L, capital L, and then Learner. So Principal Learner, that's my handle on Twitter. So you can you can reach me there, or you can follow me. And how about you? I am simple. I'm at Kiplink, K-I-P-L-Y-N-K. No dot, no dots, no dashes. Just Kiplink, all one word, uh, makes it pretty easy. So that's going to bring us a wrap on our pilot episode of Min Ed Soda with the doctor and the duffer. Uh, we're hoping to get, <laughs> we're film or we're recording this on. Uh, March 11th. We're hoping to get this out and going sometime soon. We're still working on finalizing that, but we're hoping to be back hopefully weekly 
with guests here in Minnesota for Min Ed Soda podcast. Hey, I, 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 I just got to give us, uh, give us, give yourself a pat on the back, man. We got the first one in the can. That was the hardest one, right? Well, we got it recorded. We still haven't got it launched. <laughs> so we're, we're like a halfway done with our process. True, true, true. Okay. I'll, I'll let you work on that. How's that sound? Well, for those of you that uh, made it with us this long, thanks for hanging with us and uh, look forward to uh, having you join us again in a future episode of Minute Soda. Take care, everyone.